It's Honorado and Miller, the early edition. Chris Honorado, Ashley Miller, live on News Channel 13's Facebook, YouTube, and X, live on a Wednesday night, so a night early. And if you're catching us on TV over the weekend, love that you find us on either my four or News Channel 13. Uh, we do the show live generally every Thursday yeah. night uh, at 6.30. But here we are on a Wednesday here we are on what will be Game 5 of the World Series. Here we are a day removed from a very active NFL trade deadline and ahead of, I think, one of the better NFL weekends or Sundays for yeah. that matter with just kind of matchups, right? Like there aren't an abundance of great matchups, but the ones that are good, Ash, are really, really good. Really good. And and we haven't said that the last few weeks. We've we felt like we don't love a lot about this. I'm going to watch because I'm addicted, but right. that's the only reason. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good reason. Yeah. But yeah, there just have been kind of games that you're like, eh, not really interested this weekend. Two in particular that are potentially, you know, better matchups of the season thus far. Mm. Are um, we picking both without you saying which ones they are? Are we picking both games? No. Ooh. Just one, I think. Ooh, okay. I believe. All right. Um, we're going to get into the college basketball season, too. Right? It's amazing. I always say college hockey sneaks up mm -hmm. on me. College basketball sneaks up on me. We'll, we'll talk with both you Albany head coaches, Dwayne Killings and Colleen Mullen, on this week's show ahead of their season openers uh, in less than a week yep. now. Let's just get going on Honorado and Miller. This is Honorado and Miller, sponsored by Alpen House. And a shout out to the great people at Alpen House. I will be there towards the end of the month when they do an official ribbon cutting on the brand new showroom out there in Amsterdam. Sam checking in, of course. Yes. Uh, yeah, it looks like it might be the Could last... Be baseball game of the year i worked with a guy quick i worked with a guy in watertown my first job at a tv he used to record now yes network was already doing yankees classics but he used to record baseball games sporadically throughout the year so that in the dead period from the middle of november until you know early april he could have baseball to watch Boy. Yeah, he was a diehard baseball fan. It I, does, Sam, I look like so. tonight might be the last night as we do the show live uh, on a Wednesday. Jeff checking in as well. Good evening, buddy. Good to see you, man. Uh, Thunder are, with the middle name. are off to a start here. That's how you tag on Facebook, right? Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Now that we're into the show, uh, like we said, we are going to jump into the college basketball season. We'll get to the NFL trade deadline moves. We'll get to our picks for week nine. Mm -hmm. Week eight was hot. I mean, we're doing better than the pros do well, at this point. Let's not get crazy. Some of them anyway, which means we will regress to the mean at some point. We <laughs> will have some under 500 the weeks. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But let's bring in the head coach of the UAlbany men's basketball program now, and that is Dwayne Killings. First opportunity that we've had to catch up with the coach on this show. Ash and I have been doing the show together for, uh, what, this is year two? Mm -hmm. Well, this is year three for DK at UA, man. How are you? Thanks for doing the show. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm honored to get on you guys' show. Uh, where are you right now? I'm in the office right now. I actually right. got to speak to the school senate and just finish up preparing for tomorrow's practice and finish the day and head home after that. What is the topic with the school senate? 
trying to get students out the games here. You know, we're opening mm. up a brand new broad Broadview Center here um, in a few weeks on the 29th against BU. Yep. Obviously, we start our season on Tuesday of next week. But, you know, it's a huge project, I think, for the community and for the university as a whole. And we really want this to be something that students really, I mean, make part of their experience mm -hmm. socially, um, want to kind of change some traditions. So you got to lay the, the groundwork for it. You can't just open the building, have the kids show up. So they've been great. They've invited us out. We're trying to bring people in so they can get some excitement, but we want to make this a really special atmosphere for us. DK, I haven't gotten a sneak peek even yet. Um, Saw some stuff on so, social. Okay. Yeah. So I, I've heard things. Athletic Director Mark Benson, for good reason, is selling this thing. He told me you're going to walk in there, and when you open your eyes, you're going to think you're in Madison Square Garden, but you're like, you're not. You're somewhere else. You're on the UAlbany campus. Um, how pumped are you for people, basketball fans locally here, to see this? But how pumped are you guys to play right, back yeah, yeah. in your home arena? You played at HVCC all last year. Yeah, I mean, last year was hard, you know, not having a home court. Um, and we practiced on what was once a pool on campus. But the reward is something special. I mean, this building will blow your mind when you get inside of it. Um, you know, we're just super amped up, you know, to, to get out here and show who we are and show our product out there on the floor. But I think we can have a chance to make something really special in terms of, you know, having a really special bas basketball atmosphere to play in, something that can be really challenging. When you come in, you know, the lighting inside the building is perfect. Um, the acoustics are perfect. I think it's going to be really loud inside the building. You know, the orientation of the court has changed. The seating has changed. You guys, if you guys want to come down, I'll take you for a tour and I'll uh, get you lunch afterwards because you'll be blown away by once you see it. And then behind the scenes, we got a great locker room, film room, lounge for our players. I mean, it's a high level place. I think it's going to take our recruiting to another level. Um, you know, we say around here, this is going to be the best place to play college basketball. And, you know, we're going to try to chase America East championship inside the building. All right. Wait a minute. The, the court orientation has changed. My, I'm, my mind's going to be tripping when I walk in there and it isn't the, the way I've been used to for 10 years now. Yeah, it, it's a lot different. I mean, it, it's it's going to change everybody's mind. Anybody that comes in there is like, wow. I mean, this is exceeds their expectations. Um, you know, you have hospitality areas. Um you know, they're talking about some really cool things, the DJ stand. Yeah. I mean, just so many different things, I think, because people forget college basketball. Yes, it's about basketball and the students and, and all of the hard work that goes on the floor, but it's entertainment. And I think this this atmosphere and the, the arena that's been put together, I think Mark, you know, Benson and Vic Seglis and Javi Don Rodriguez, their, their leadership and their ideas about pushing everything forward for our institution, but having a place that people can be entertained. I mean, that's what they want to be. They want to see high level basketball, they want to have entertainment on the floor at halftime. You know, you got the video board that was donated by Ed Swire. I mean, you have some high-level things here, and I think it transform our, our university and our community at large. DK, you lose your top scorer, who was your top scorer in uh, Gerald Drumgold Jr., but the guy everyone wants to talk about, and I know we talked a lot about him in the offseason, is Jonathan Beagle. He went into the portal. He's now back. He's a local guy, Hudson Falls guy, that I think people are interested in seeing live and in person and in this you know, enormous, new, bright, fancy stadium that you've got going. How important is he to what you guys want to do with this program? Yeah, I, I think he means a lot. I mean, I think first and foremost, he's a, he's a local kid. Um, mm -hmm. Anytime you can keep local talent, obviously we have to compete really hard um, with another program locally for him. He chose our program, which is a huge statement for us. Um, you know, he went through the 
portion of the spring where he went into the portal, but decided to come back. We're super happy to have him here. But what we've been able to do in recruiting is you talk about back-to-back -back rookies of the year and Jonathan, Justin Neely. I think we have the best front court, you know, at our level in our league. Um, I thought our staff did a really good job in the portal recruiting Sebastian Thomas, Amari Marshall, Munir Newton, Tyler Bertram. We brought in a really solid freshman class. And when you put all those pieces around guys like Jonathan, Sebastian, and all the other guys we're looking forward to drive our program, I think we have a lot of weapons. Um, you know, we've been able to score the ball at a pretty high level in our two scrimmages. I think we got to push things forward defensively. Um, I think it has to be part of our identity. And again, it goes back to, you know, the guy that starts on the ball, the point guard and our, our perimeter players. And then there is some expectation for Jonathan to be able to anchor our defense at some levels. But when you have a playmaker, a rebounder, a scorer, like a kid like Jonathan, he's a local kid. I think it's a special story. I think it gives people more reason to come to games. And I think you want to come and support guys like him. Guys like Marcus Fillion, who's here for his fifth year. Yep. Guys like Marcus Jackson, you know, two kids that went to Albany Academy. It's a good story. It's a good place to try to support some kids that want to chase their dreams, and we're trying to make them a reality here. All right, you mentioned one of these guys' names here, Neely. I throw him up on the screen just to remind some of you Albany fans here, some talented kids missed a lot of games uh, last year, but back to health a little bit with with that trio. Um, let me ask you, though, it's, it's kind of funny. You, you get – New building, but we have to wait a little bit. It's a little bit of a tease. And so I'm sure it is it feels that way for you guys too. Like talk about some road tests. UMass to start the season. You've got Seton Hall in there as well. Uh challenging schedule, DK, even before you play the home opener. Yeah, I, I think I grew up in the business, you know, playing for Bruiser Flint. I've known him a long time. Fran Dumphy, Steve Bojahowski. I mean, those guys believe in playing hard games. Um, it seemed like really good ideas as an assistant, as a head coach. <laughs> kind of crazy um but I, I think iron sharpens iron and for us to be the the team we want to be we got to play some hard games um you know we open up against UMass and we go to Columbia which is a team that I think is a really dangerous team then we play Seton Hall um those are three really hard games to start the year we got to go on the road I mean we want to make sure we gave time for the arena to be right if you're gonna you know start a project like this you want to make sure you open it the right way um and you give time for things to get done at a really high level and that's happening um, and then, you know, we're lucky to get healthy again, you know, having Justin Neely back here soon. Um, we're still not sure exactly what his date for clearance will be, but we're working towards that. Uh, Namir Little, seeing him back, you know, uh, over the weekend in a scrimmage, he gave us an edge that we had not had in a while, which was exciting to see. And then Will Amika is working himself back onto the court after being injured. That's a lot of injuries, you know, a lot of guys that we missed a lot last year, but we're not looking back. We're looking forward and we're excited to have those guys back and we're going to, hit the ground hard, you know, against UMass. Our expectation would try to win the game. And then we're going to play a bunch of hard games. And then finally, we get an opportunity and the reward to play in front of our home fans in the Brockview Center. Coach, we like being interactive with the fans. We got a question here for you. You should uh, see what they say about us, but here's a, a question fan. from... Uh, question for Coach. <laughs> Last couple of years have been tough. What is it going to take to be more consistent and competitive this year? Yeah, I think the first thing, um, and it's a great question, Sam, I, I think the first thing is staying healthy. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you go back to year one, I, we were in a position to be top four in the league. We lose a kid like Dre Perry, who could have been, you know, all-league player. We lose him, and we still kind of battled and did some good things. Last year, we lose a kid like Justin Neely. We spent the entire summer kind of basing our team around. Not me a little, little Amika, but no excuses. you got to find a way to win games. Um, we think we put together a really strong roster. So I think 
where does it start? It starts in recruiting. It starts in the summer. It starts in the fall um, with your workouts and your scrimmages. And then you got to get out here and play. And I think our team is coming together. Um, I think we have a chance to do some things that we believe in that may surprise some other people. We won't be surprised. We just got to get to work. All right, I'll ask one here, and then Ash always gets final word. And I'll mention to people here, Gaming Glens Falls, first time ever. Really cool. cool thing happening November 21st. So put that on your calendar, people. Uh, and then the Albany Cup is November 26th with everyone's tuned into. We're taking you into overtime here, DK, but one more from me. Uh, when is the last time you went a full day, a full day, 24 hours, without watching basketball? So either your guys on the court, game film, Something on TV. Vacation in Hawaii. Last somewhere? time like, you didn't watch a second of basketball. That's t- you know what I'm really bad at. So we went to uh, Puerto Rico, my family and I, and it was great. And I, I put the phone down. My wife was very happy. She was very felt like I was really present. And I think she probably thinks I never watched basketball. But in the morning, I would go work out and I go to a coffee shop before they wake up. And I was like on Twitter, just kind of following you know, the USA team, or there's always somebody posting stuff of like basketball highlights. There's probably not a day where you don't watch it. I know there's not a day I don't think about it. And this time of year, you get really excited. Um, you know, the other morning I woke up super early. My wife's like, what are you doing? And she was like, are you anxious for the season? I was like, no, I'm excited. I mean, there's, you're talking about like how to post up Jonathan Beagle, get a jump shot for Tyler Bertram, how to isolate Amari Marshall. There's all these ideas flowing in your head. You got a brand new arena. How do we market it? We're sending me and Vic are sending messages back and forth all day and night because we want to get this stuff right for the university and the community. So there's probably not a day that doesn't go by where I don't see it, but I'm always thinking about it. Yeah. DK, who's your NBA team? Ooh, so one of my best friends is the head coach of the Cavs. So it's hard not to root for them, but he's down four bodies to injuries. So I know yeah. I know he feels terrible. At that level with without three NBA stars or starters, it's hard. But I root for them. But I'm a big Celtics guy. I'm a big Jason Tatum fan. I got my son in Jersey. He wears it proudly. That's his favorite player. So probably the Celtics and the Cavs are my teams. Uh, Those are two, in my opinion, two top four teams in the East this year. I was going to say, you add Porzingis and Drew Holiday to an already loaded roster. And that should be... That should be a team to look out for in the East this year. Yeah, Healthy uh, healthy Porzingis. It's all about health. It's all about staying healthy. DK, thank you, man. Get home to the family. Uh, You've been on campus long enough and on with us long enough. We appreciate the time, dude. All right, guys. Be good. Thanks. You too. That's you, Albany head coach Dwayne Killings with us here on Honorado and Miller. Let's take a quick time out here. Uh, 30 second break. When we come back, we're diving into the NFL trade deadline. Coach Mullen from you, Albany, right around the corner as well. Back in 30. Fall in love with camping all over again at Alpenhaus RV. As another season comes to a close, we look back on a summer of sunsets, late night campfires, and countless memories. Extend the excitement with a new summer retreat for you and your family. All month long, find amazing deals on new and pre-owned RVs from the nation's top brands. Like this 2024 Coachman Catalina for $162 a month. Or this 2024 Keystone Cougar for $387 a month. Visit us in Amsterdam or Saratoga or online at alpenhouserv.com. Alpenhouse, your total camping outfitter. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpenhouse. Art Ash, most trade deadlines, no matter the sport, it's a little bit of a dud. We yeah. build it up. We're so hyped for it. We think the big names are going to move. They're blockbuster it's trades. It's wild. And then it falls flat and you're like, but you're right summer wild baseball has had like back to back now we're like whoa okay yeah teams are going for it teams are selling i love that cool 
Um, the NBA is, is always kind of like in the mix. You get a, James Harden, which you know we'll probably touch on a little bit here on the show, maybe not a ton this week. Um, hasn't played yet for the Clippers, but will soon. He's already in LA with the team. Um, that's a big move way before that league even has its trade deadline. But the NFL delivered, did it not? It did. Um, I thought, uh, what are we really going to some... see? This one yeah. is the one that blew me no. away. Not that Chase Young was traded, was but that the it. Niners made the move. I I said it, and yeah. remember we had buddies mm-hmm. over on Sunday, and I said, I think Washington trades both Sweat and Young. And they did. And that's exactly what happened. But I didn't see San Francisco taking this kind of swing. Good for John Lynch. Yeah, no doubt. I, the issue for me and – this makes them it they were already potentially the top two or three. They've lost three straight three defenses in the league. I know, but defense mm. hasn't defense has been a problem. The offense has been a bigger problem. No doubt. Um, so this makes them the best defense in the league, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but I, I do think they need to figure out a lot. They got to get Debo Samuel Correct. healthy. Like they have to get healthy and they have to get Brock Purdy back to him his original self along with the rest of that offense in order for the Niners to be who they are. But I mean, look, okay. Out. If you're an opposing quarterback, yeah. look yeah. out. So, okay. So I'll, I'll throw the question up here. Then what does the trade do to, to the balance of power or were the Niners one in the NFC in your mind already? I mean, Philly's six and one. I think it's probably still Philly for me until until San Francisco gets out of whatever rut that they're in. I mean, a three-game losing streak is no joke. You can't be the best team in the NFC at having lost three straight. I'm not going to go there. So I, for me, it's still Philadelphia. But like I said, this makes them the best defense in the league. What about for you? Um, I would still put them behind Philly for sure. Um, and I think right now I might have them behind Detroit. I'm I'm... I've got my palm over the Brock Purdy panic button. Okay. The last three, there are there's a lot to be concerned about. Now, if Debo Samuel coming back is the elixir, fine. Mm-hmm. But it, it seems a little hard to believe that like that's just going to change ever. I don't know. It, professional leagues and coaches catch up at some point. Yes. Maybe they're catching they up. Filmed. I don't know. I'm surprised they no, didn't like catch nobody up caught quicker. up to Tom Brady. Yeah. But but maybe they catch up to Purdy at some yeah. point. And maybe this is I mean, it. They caught I up to him for a little while and then is it, it Purdy's head injury that is still lingering a little bit? We, you know, I I don't know. But um I, I think I've got Philly, Detroit, and then San Francisco. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm on board with that. Uh, th- this scares me, right? If I'm you've said it a quarter because I think Chase Young now gets like uber motivated. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gone from a not a non-contender because I I think people were talking about Washington as a potential playoff team out yeah, of that division. Yeah. But a but non-contender, a Super Bowl no, yeah, from a non-contender to a a Super Bowl favorite potentially, mm-hmm. um, yeah. or a conference favorite at least in the NFC. So I, you got to be thrilled if you're Chase Young. Thrilled. Seattle's loading up on that defensive line as well. Uh, They send a second and a fifth to the Giants for Leonard Williams. Good move for the Giants here, I think. They're they're not making the playoffs. They're not very good. They're terrible. As Sam pointed out in our comment section, they handed the game to the Jets. That is true. Um, They're without Terod Taylor and Daniel Jones now for a little bit. So uh, you sell. You, You punt on the season. You sell. They, they, my opinion, you, you could have traded more. 
they chose not to because I think the idea is, hey, look, next year we're, we can still win right. this division if we're healthy. But good move here. I like it for Seattle as well. Seattle has a tough test this weekend. Um, down the road, you have to look at Seattle as a contender in the NFC West with San Francisco. Yeah, I think so too. I, I'm i never going to be super sold on a Geno, Geno Smith-led team. Yep. I, I like him a lot. Yep. He was great last year. Um, but I, listen, I'm, I'm not going to Geno Smith, Brock Purdy. Like we're not talking about Brock Purdy is not some hall of fame, really a quarterback who has kind of defined his legacy. This is the second year, uh, technically second half of a year that he's even started in the NFL as a starter. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's not like he has, he's some crazy name that we need to compare Geno Smith to, but again, I'm not sure that I'm sold on Geno Smith carrying a Seahawks team deep into a playoff. All right, let's do this while while we've got it because it's breaking news. And I just just checked on X Ooh, to make sure boy. this. Bobby Knight just passed away, 83 years old. Um, one of the greatest college basketball mm-hmm. coaches in history, obviously. Uh, a career, yes, that will always have the footnotes and maybe in some, some ways the headlines of controversy. Um, but can't deny... No, the, the way success. he was able to win yeah. games uh, at Indiana for yep. sure. The success he he helped make Indiana continue to make it what it was, and that was a powerhouse program. Yep. Um, in the eighties. Yep. Yeah, you know it's it's kind of interesting. Like now, 70s, when we talk 80s. about right, when we talk about uh, and into the nineties certainly, yep. when we talk about um, the ferocity mm-hmm. of coaches right what is over the line what is allowed um and i think about even just in high school being coached hard um and and what i don't kind of flinch at even you know now right back when it was like quote unquote acceptable i mean bobby knight was was pushing the envelope on on what was uh acceptable but uh man that that red sweater vest with the white shirt underneath um yeah, boy, 83 years old, Bobby Knight. Okay, cool. Sam pointing that out. Uh, made sure it was, uh, in fact, true. You never really know some of this stuff, but uh, there's your breaking news. Uh, the Bills were on the market as well here, and they went out and got defensive back Rasul Douglas from the Packers. Uh, they sent a third-round pick to Green Bay. Good move here for Buffalo. Yeah, they need, don't have Trey White. They needed him. Don't have Matt Milano. Douglas is a ball hawk. Mm-hmm. He was frustrated with the way things are going yeah. in Green Bay. And he was so good for them last year yes. after coming over from Arizona. So good for them. Yeah. So, so if he can be 80% of that, the Bills will be thrilled. Yeah, I like it for Buffalo. Uh, and Josh Dobbs is maybe the guy in Minnesota here going forward. It's interesting. They have like a, a, a menagerie of backup quarterbacks. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Um, uh, gosh, who the guy in the practice squad who they'll elevate at some point. But Dobbs has started every game for Arizona. He was just benched, and they said, we're, we're going with somebody else. And so Minnesota jumped on that right away with Kirk Cousins done for the year. Quickly on Cousins. We both watched uh, the Netflix mm-hmm. doc quarterback and and have an affinity now for, for Cousins uh, and the type of person and teammate he is. You can't help but feel for the guy. Mid-30s, Achilles injury, Last year end of his contract. contract. Like You knew he was probably done in Minnesota anyway. Mm-hmm. This confirms it. But what else will be out there in terms of offers? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. He's made a lot of money. I'm not saying feel sorry mm-hmm. for him. But it just it 
the timeliness or untimeliness of it is, is tough. I saw this on X. It's going to take me a long time to ever get there uh, this morning. But this this tells you what kind of human Kirk Cousins is. And we've talked about it over and over. The day after he tore his Achilles, he showed up to a fan yeah, event right. on a scooter and was signing autographs for kids. Like that's if you have any excuse not to show up to something like that, it's, hey, it just tore my Achilles. I'm all set. I'm not coming today. Yeah. He was still there signing autographs. Like, just a good, good dude. Yeah, pretty good. All right, we're back in a minute here on Honorado and Miller. Our week nine picks still to come. Our dirty, difficult done from Performance Industrial as well. And Colleen Mullen, the head coach of the Albany women's basketball program, as we double up on the Danes here this week. Back in a minute. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. Ash, one note on Bobby Knight. One of only three coaches to win an NCAA title, an NIT title, mm. and an Olympic gold medal. Wow. Won four national championships, three as a coach, yep. uh, one as a player. Pretty good career. Yeah, 83 years old. Bobby Knight uh, has died as we do this show live on a Wednesday. You're catching us on TV over the weekend. You can find us across News Channel 13 social media live each and every week, generally Thursdays mm-hmm. uh, at <laughs> 630. We talked with Dwayne Killings, head coach of the Albany men's basketball program. We've got Colleen Mullen coming up here in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, on the show to get a look ahead at her season. All right, let's uh, let's dive into our picks for this week. Uh, we were pretty good last week, Ash. Do we want to brag on that a little mm, bit? We, I know. We can... Have you ever learned nothing in life? I don't ever, know. Um, brag, Jets, you'll come falling right back down to earth. Jets, yes. Jags, yes. Dolphins, yes. Bengals, yes. Bears, no. Now, your only miss was New England. So My we're only both... miss was New England, and I got... The charges. We were both four and one last week. I mean, this this doesn't happen, people. So we're gonna revel in it uh while we can. That, that puts us both at 21 and 18. Both 21 and 18 here. That's pretty good. This is the game of the weekend, and it's a little unfortunate because it's at 9 30 in the morning. It's not unfortunate, it's great. Oh, okay. All right, great. Get uh, up and get after by it. By the way, this is our like shoddy attempt at oh a graphics. This this is how much you realize that John Conlon, our graphics guy, I mean, what he delivers week in and week out. Yeah. He's out this week. So we are saying to... you don't like my graphics. No, they're great, hmm. but not John Conlon. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is this is our attempt at making graphics. OK, to draw the attention. To. Uh, the games are still good. They're graphics great. may not be Dolphins, Chiefs, Kansas City, a slight favorite awesome. here. Not even quite a field goal as they play in Germany. Yep. I'm on the Chiefs. Okay. 
because I've adopted this philosophy this season that after a team puts up an absolute stinker, stinker they bounce back. Mahomes was sick last week mm-hmm. at Denver. They didn't score a single touchdown. Nine total points for Kansas City. Miami has struggled against good teams. Against good teams, not just this year, but yeah. last year as well. Haven't beaten a team with a, a record over 500 since week three of last year. So, not good. so give me the Chiefs here to cover the two and a half. Yeah, um, I wanted to be a little bit different when I made these picks, not knowing what you were picking, but I thought you might pick the Chiefs. Uh, so I went Dolphins because, listen, they're supremely talented. Yeah. The Chiefs had some issues last week. I know Mahomes was sick, so that will probably be resolved. But I wanted to be different, and if anyone can do it, Miami has the firepower to do it. So, If Tyreek Hill scores a touchdown, watch out. I don't know what he'll do to celebrate against his former team, but something fun. Uh, we're, so we're split there, and we are split here. Seahawks-Ravens, another good game. Um, but I'm on the home team here because you've said earlier in the show, not full trust mm-hmm. in Geno Smith. They have won some close games this year, just barely pulled it out last week at home. So give me the Ravens here, a Baltimore team that might be the hottest in the NFL at home, 1 o'clock, West Coast team coming east. Yeah, West Coast team coming east is never a good thing for a 1 o'clock kick. But I love what what the Seahawks are doing. They're adding. I think their defense is really good. Their yeah, lines are both good. really good. Their secondary is good. Yep, but they're in the trenches. They're good, um, which is like the old days of when the Legion of Boom was there. Obviously, the that was their their corners and their defensive backs, but their lines were also really good. I feel like they're getting back to that a little bit. Um, and I, the five and a half is not a huge number, no. but it's almost a touchdown. So mm-hmm. I think I don't know that they can win, but I think they can keep it close enough. Again, wanted to be different. We're doing five games this week. Mm -hmm. The first four are excellent, or at least will have me engrossed. Here's the third one. Dallas at Philadelphia. Now, somebody in Vegas has to explain this spread to me. I don't understand three and a half. Dallas, yes, played well last week against a bad Rams team. The Rams aren't that bad. But Dak on the road at Philadelphia – I know people, ah, the Eagles, they're not winning impressively. I don't care. They're winning. Mm-hmm. The three and a half for me was like, I'll take it. If it was six and a half, seven and a half, I might have thought twice. But for me, the, the Eagles, I think Dallas disappoints in this one. So I, I'm comfortable with Philadelphia. I agree. I think we've said we think Philadelphia is the best team in the NFC. They might be the best team in all of football. Um, they haven't done it overwhelmingly but they've won and all yep. you got to do is win. And that, yep. that's what they've done. So yeah, I think, listen, it's a, it's going to be cold. It's starting to get cold in the Northeast. Mm. Philadelphia's going to be mm. cold. You've got Dak and a team that plays indoors generally coming up here. Uh, I think it's, I think it's Eagles all day. Speaking of cold, go to Cincinnati on a Woo! November night. That's what the bills are going to do. They're it's used to awesome. that weather. Certainly. I know this is this. I think it's going to be awesome. Do you, okay. Okay. It's I funny. I, I defaulted to Dolphins Chiefs as the game of the weekend, but is this game better? It, it I don't know. I, I don't think so. Okay. Only because if you could only watch one, which would you watch? Probably Dolphins Chiefs. Okay. Um, this one for me is like, what version of either of these teams are you going to get? Are you going to get the Bengals of the last three weeks yes. or the first three weeks no. or the first four weeks? Mm-mm. And what bills? What version of the bills are you going to get? Know. Um, so. 
that's the only reason I say Dolphins Chiefs is better. Oh. But I'm very interested. I in think this it's game. why we're picking since listen. We know Joe Burrow September's are not pretty. Yeah, that's this, not good. what we have seen from Cincinnati the last few weeks. This is the real Bengals team. Mm-hmm. Burrow looks healthy. Right. Jamar Chase is a monster. They're back to running the ball effectively yeah. because I think defense has now realized Burrow yeah. is healthy yep. and he's going to be able to throw the ball down the field. Yep. This Cincinnati, t- I haven't done it yet, but a, a week ago I thought I better throw some money on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. They are, I think we are now looking at the only true contender to the Chiefs in the AFC this year. Mm. It's not Buffalo. They are yeah. way too up and down. Yeah. Uh, again, two and a half. Uh, this yeah, one for so. me felt like a layup. I mean, yeah. I would rather be wrong on the side of Cincinnati with a number this small than than take a shot with Buffalo where I just don't know what I'm getting. Yeah, I agree. I think last week we saw it. Joe Burrow moving with his legs, running, choosing to run. That calf looks better. He's taking snaps under center, which he was not doing at mm, all. all right. Basically, when he was hurt, he was strictly in the shotgun. Um, so I think that just indicates exactly what – kind of the steps that this offense is taking as he gets healthy and they're starting to figure it out. Mm. And a happy Jamar Chase is going to be a lot more productive than an angry Jamar Chase. Are there some good receivers in this league? Are there some good receivers in this league? I mean, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown. I think those are the top four without putting a ton of thought into it. Those are probably Samuel is probably running back. Why are we picking this game? I don't know. It's the Monday night game. It's the Jets. because Well, because the Jets aren't out of it. They're very much in it. Sure. And Aaron Rodgers keeps getting out on that darn field every pregame with more mobility week to week. And I'm thinking, is this really going to happen? Are they going to get to the end of December with about a 500 record, maybe a game or two over, and all of a sudden Rodgers leads them to the playoffs? We saw a three-step drop the other day, and I thought, oh, my God, this guy just tore his Achilles eight weeks ago or seven weeks ago, whatever it was. Yeah. It's unbelievable what he is doing. But we both like the Chargers. Both like the Chargers. Yeah. yeah. Why? Because, because I, the Jets' defense is good. Yep. The, the Chargers' coaching stinks. Um, <laughs> so why, why do we like the Chargers here? I just am going to bet on – Herbert being able to do enough offensively yeah. and the Jets still being anemic offensively. Yeah, I, How bad was that game against the Giants? It was brutal. But I think our buddy Andrew Cat, called Cat it Catalan. the ugliest, most beautiful game. In yeah, something, or something, like something that. to that effect. The Ooh. best, most ugly game you've ever seen or something yeah, crazy like it was that. Tell- All right, so our picks uh, were different on a few. Uh, we are the same. We're different on two, yeah. two again this week. Yeah, okay. And we both go in uh, to this week with the records of 21 and 18. It's pretty good. Telling you that's better than some of the don't pat pros. yourself on the back. Let me pat you on the back. All right, good. That's why you're here to pat me on the back, I think, anyway. Um, all right, Colleen Mullen, the head coach of the Albany women's basketball program, still ahead here uh on Honorado and Miller. So we've got her. Why don't we take a quick time out here? When we come back, Coach Mullen joins us here. Back right after this. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on. carbs and 95 calories and now back to honorado and miller 
sponsored by Alpen House. All right, back on Honor Auto and Miller. Shout out to all of our local business partners, Alpen House, Saratoga Eagle, Performance Industrial, that dirty, difficult, done, still to come. Our crew over at Novice, uh, nice Scoba with us, as well as Marcella's each and every single week. All right, let's get to the coach. Coach Mullen uh, going into her sixth season. Time flies. My with, guess was five. With I just had well, to... you forget the COVID year. Uh, That's why you just wipe the COVID year out, and it is kind of five. Yeah. Although COVID probably took 10 years off any coach's life. Yeah. So it feels like a lot longer than that. Here's the coach with us here on Honorado and Miller. Colleen, it's it's good to see you. Uh, when is the last time you didn't, you went a full day, a full <laughs> day without riding the Peloton? Oh, I was going to say without watching basketball. Um, well, now that I have the Peloton treadmill, it's oh. doubled the do the, you know, it was, it's a double duo now with the, with the bike and the treadmill. So no. Um, it's been a while and I try to keep all my circles filled for that Peloton. And I like to keep my streak. And when I don't have my streak, sometimes at about 1150, I got to go in the meditation app and do a five minute meditation just to so keep my circles. Yep. You feel it. I Good for that. you. You're that. a warrior. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. You looking at me? Well, I, you know, I like to, I well, like to paint. Ash, the the hair's looking long. Album. I like it. I know. It's, 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 I know. No, I love it. Uh, well, yeah, thank you for being on the show. It's good to see you. We're I, I'm out of TV now, and Chris is in news, so we're we're happy to be. What are we even doing with this we're, show? We're happy to be uh, studying for these shows because we're like, oh, what when, what's the last thing you remember about you, Albany? So we're brushing up on our our UA hoops coach. But the most exciting thing, one of the most exciting things, is going to be the debut of Broadview hmm. Center. Broadview Center, right? Yeah. We're calling it. Yeah. Uh, we talked to DK about this earlier in the show. How fired up are you? Your kids, like you played at HVCC all last year. Now you're going to have, not only are you going to have a home court, you're going to have the nicest mm, home court maybe in, in the state of New York. Yeah, it's 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 really exciting. I mean, after, you know, it's a long time coming um, after playing in HVCC, St. Rose, being just, you know, little nomads and having, <laughs> I think it was 11 of our 13 non-conference games last year on the road, not at home. Um, it's just, we're just so excited. I'm so excited for the players. They've had so much adversity over the last, you know, year, still being successful, winning a championship, regular season championship and, um, being undefeated at, at HVCC during our conference season, um, you know, is something we're really proud of. And now it's time to turn that page and inter introduce the Broadview center to our fans and our family. And, and really it's, we, we think it's going to be a unique home court advantage, um, you know, for our team, but also just an amazing place to watch, you know, a high level of basketball on the men's side and the women's side. And um, the players certainly deserve it. So we're excited for them. Season opener uh, at Merrimack on November 6th. Was this a, was this a coordinated uh, effort here to have Sienna be the home opener in the new building? Well, I think it just kind of worked out that, yeah. uh, you know, that we were able to do a doubleheader with the men and do the Albany cup. Um, when they were coming up with the, you know, the timeline of when Broadview Center was going to be ready, we weren't sure if it was going to be November, December. So we wanted to make sure that we kind of had a little bit more of our non-conference away mm -hmm. games in November, keep some home games for December. So now it's kind of fun to do the grand opening for women's basketball anyways, yeah. uh, you know, with a doubleheader with the men and the, the Albany Cup with Sienna and a much improved team, a tremendous team, um, you know, that have a lot of great players returning. So it should be a great, 
environment and a great way to introduce the new arena for women's basketball fans. Coach, year six for you. You've been to uh, the America East tournament five times. You've got a regular season title, a tournament title, so an NCAA tournament appearance. But you get an extension that keeps you here, thankfully. We're grateful. Here with us through 27-28. What has it been about this program, this town, this athletic department, the experience that that you felt like, you know what, I, I do want to be here for, you know, another handful of years at least? I mean – Luckily, I was able to pull the wool over Mark Benson's eyes to hire me in the first place. So I don't even I don't know, know about that. Happened, but um, I got lucky to even get this job and and never not really knowing, um, you know, what it was going to be like as I embarked uh, as a new head coach. Um, but as I, you know, started my career from the beginning, amazing support from the community, from the Capital Region, our season ticket holders, family, friends, fans. I mean, um, it really has that big time feel, you know, with what you guys have done, the coverage that we have within the local news and media. Um, you know, it's just it's an amazing place to be. And of course, I've got small kids. I've had family. It's a great place to have a family and have, you know, great, um, you know, school systems for my kids. Um, and we have a supportive administration. They give me all the resources to be successful with this new arena. Um, you know, it, everything's in place. A, a really great academic institution with a president that that really supports athletics, um, that's visible, a visible leader, uh, a diverse campus, so I can recruit high, you mm -hmm. know, caliber athletes from all over the country and all over the world, right. which is, you know made us so successful. But I've been able to rebuild the program slowly but surely, and now being able to sign a contract extension that keeps me here longer, it's it's an amazing feeling just to be able to continue to watch this program grow and and hopefully um, you know continue the winning ways that we've had. The Rock Man is watching, <laughs> and so just a reminder that you will never escape the Rock Man never. either on campus or uh, on this show. But a, a question from one of our viewers: uh, If you could get one team to come play you at Albany, what would it be? one team to come play us at Albany, what would it be? Um, I think it would be really cool to have, um, let's think about this. We're going to have to start a, like a Twitter campaign to like get whoever this is. It could it be a team. It doesn't have to be a current team or could it be a previous team? Cause you know what I'd love to have is I'd love to have the class, the, the, the Albany class of 2016 come back and play this team. And see so is that Sharisha Richards? Um, yeah, Sharisa Richards, Amani Tate, uh, T. Joe Carter. Let's uh, Heather Forrester, who I coach. Yeah. But, they yeah. were tall. They were very, very tall. I'm fearful of how the the end result would come, even if they're you know 35 now, <laughs> however old they are. But um, you know, I think it would just be really cool. Any P5 UConn would be so terrific. Yeah. Yeah. University of Tennessee, just to have our them come into the Broadview Center um, and play against us. But um, you know, we we do have some some pretty exciting news that I can't talk about with some teams that are going to be coming in next year that I can't talk about because it's not official cool. yet. You could uh, say something that doesn't reveal everything though. Okay. What's, maybe what, I'll just give a hint that says hometown heroes re returning to play maybe another hometown hero that goes to a different school cool. um, to create some, you know, maybe some buzz around the That's capital cool. region. And that could be kind of cool. Another division one. Who could that be? That's great. Rhode Island coming? I know. I don't know. Who Coach, knows? Don't give I it away. Coach spent some time at Rhode Island. Could I be mean, Rhode it Island. It could be, but you know, 
That was awesome. speculation. Dolly yeah. is in at Florida at Gulf Florida. Coast. Could you get yeah, Florida? Florida Gulf Coast? Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, it's all speculation. You never but, know. We're okay. this is our job to speculate. All right. And but three. I mean, when you when you do get a top level, you know, P five team to come in, and and we always schedule those games on the road. The players just it, it's a way for them to really be able to compare themselves and compete against the highest level athletes in the country. And it's exciting and it's great for the fans, but it's also just a great test for the players. And I think it enhances their overall student athlete experience. How fired up are you to have Hellion back? Uh, that is some news that that broke this week. Uh, you probably knew before the rest of us, but still, that it's official now. And obviously Kayla Cooper named to the uh, preseason all conference team as well. So, up front, you guys are pretty solid. I mean, you know, I don't want to just really overindulge in my excitement that Hellion Hagerstrand decided to come out of retirement. <laughs> um, but she's just an amazing human being, a terrific student. I mean, um, uh, just a, a really impressive young person and great for our culture and a great, you know, leader, not to mention basketball player and three-point shooter. And, mm -hmm. you know, you name it, she does it. Um, and it just relieves a lot of her coming back, relieves a lot of pressure for number one, just some of the younger kids and the new players having to, um, you know, produce quickly, but really for that, our, you know, our franchise player, Kayla Cooper, who mm -hmm. um, is really in the forefront offensively and defensively of our team. And I think Kayla isn't Kayla, who Kayla's been without Hellion right now. Um, and Hellion isn't who Hellion is without Kayla because mm -hmm. they just really offset each other. You know, Helly's able to stretch the defense with her ability to shoot, and Kayla's just so good inside. But, um, you know, rebounding and just mismatches, facing up bigger and, and posting up smaller. But the, the cool thing about Kayla is that she just continues to grow and grow in her her ability to move off the ball. To She's going to be asked to play multiple positions this year, a little bit more of the guard, but also her leadership off the floor and just her influence with you know, mentoring and developing some of the younger players. We're going to have some freshmen that are going to be playing um, that are going to be getting significant minutes specifically in the front line. And um, Kayla's going to have, you know, a, a lot, a big piece to that, their leadership and their development. So super excited that they're back and and definitely, you know, um, I'm glad the preseason polls came out before they knew that uh, our Swedish Viking was coming back. And now, um, I, you know, I polls don't matter. We know that. I was just going to say, I know she battled injury uh, the last year and a half, two years, but the preseason polls picked you third. You were 14 and two in conference last year, made it all the way to the America East championship game. But that was prior to anyone knowing that Helly was coming back. So I have to imagine that you feel even better about where you, this team might be now that she's here. Yeah. I mean, here. It's, it's exciting. It, you know, and, and preseason polls are preseason polls. Exactly. They yeah. They really don't matter in, in, in terms of just, you know, but it is, we did receive a lot of respect from the league by being voted third and, and losing four starters. I think, um, you know, that says a lot about what this program has done and what the coaching staff, my assistant coaches, and just the players who have played for us have, um, you know, developed here. But at the end of the day, like bringing Hellion back and having that extra piece, it just every it takes everybody can kind of take a deep breath and now those other pieces around we just have to um you know get that chemistry going that build that trust as quick as possible so that we're really playing our best basketball as we head into you know the conference season coach last one and we'll let you get out of here uh on a wednesday night you have a masters in business administration 
Yes. What did you think you were going to do before you really dove all in on coaching? Um, like I'm not qualified to do anything else in this life other than hopefully be on TV, talk about sports, cover the news, whatever. So I have no backup plan. <laughs> well, yeah, the plans worked out for you so far, Chris. So <laughs> I think, I think your plans worked out just fine. So you picked the right profession. Um, you know, I, I think I picked business because, um, you know, it's, you know, I did marketing and I feel like you can market yourself in a lot of different careers. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And yeah. I thought maybe I wanted to be a PE teacher or be a coach. Um, and it really wasn't until I became a college player where I really understood the lasting impression a college coach has on a player. And I wanted to be somebody that could be a positive influence um, in my players' lives. And I went into coaching and then, you know, having an MBA, hey, it's a nice, you know, fall back on, but it really just is kind of the, you know, the, it fit, it fits all the categories. So yeah. whichever direction I want to go, you know, it's kind of the one size fits all, I guess. Uh, you don't need the backup plan. You're good. Coach, you got three kids at home. Do you, do, are they all hoopers? That's, that's soon to be discovered. Uh, my daughter loves dance and she loves gymnastics, but she is doing third grade basketball. And the other coach Mullen in the house is coaching the third grade team. So she's coming out of retirement and okay. uh, my wife is coaching her team. So, you know, I'll report back on her win loss record and we'll okay. compare and contrast. And then my boys are really into soccer right now. So okay. I, they do like to watch the old school um, NBA, uh, you know, what, what was it? The, uh, Ahmad Rashad, um, oh, yeah. you know, inside stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's into the, you I know, the, the NBA dunks and all that stuff. So we'll see. Very mature play. taste for young or guys. Maybe X's and O's. Yeah. Right. Hey, a dancer and soccer players, they'll have good footwork exactly. at least playing basketball. I like that. Yeah. All right, coach. Thank you so much for doing the show. Good to see you. Uh, season is obviously right around the corner. You know, we'll be watching. Great. Thank you guys so much. Colleen Mullen, the head coach of the Albany Women's Basketball Program with us here on I Know. We love her. And a Peloton savant. Last two full seasons, over 20 wins. Yeah. I mean, has 16 (laughs) and one conference campaign, a 14 and two. I mean, just good stuff. Dominant the last couple of years. So she's got that thing rolling uh, for sure. All right. Quick time out here. When we come back, we'll wrap this thing up with the performance industrial, dirty, difficult, done. Little college football. Little Major League Baseball, by the way, the World Series is happening. Back right after this. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of NYSCOBA are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. A segment we love to do every single week here on Honorado and Miller. There's never a job that's too dirty, too difficult for Bill Miller's squad at Performance Industrial to get it done. Josh McDaniels' days, Ash, as a head coach in the NFL, are done. He will coach again. He's proven to be a good coordinator. Um, But we have to wonder how much 
of that success is Tom Brady driven. It, it, he has to be McDaniels put into the same conversation that we are having now with Bill, Bill Belichick and Bill O'Brien and all these guys who had Charlie Weiss, all these guys who had success with Tom Brady as, as their quarterback. McDaniels fired by the Raiders. He's the only coach in NFL history. I read this today. Only coach in NFL history to not make it through two full seasons at two different stops. Fired in year two in Denver, fired yeah. in year two uh, in Las mm. Vegas. And uh, and it just was, I it just say, was ugly. The losses yeah. were embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, couldn't hold a lead. Couldn't beat lesser opponents. Uh, benched a quarterback, Derek Carr, who got paid 130 or $150 million. And so had got no trade compensation for him. Like it just was not, it was not well run under Josh McDaniels. And so there's no way another organization, even if he has 15 years of great success as an OC somewhere is going to take another shot at, at McDaniels. No, but like you said, chances are, if it's not soon as some sort oh, of scouting assistant yeah. video yeah. coordinator he'll be back in new england in a few weeks for sure yep there's <laughs> no doubt about it all right ash you're up all right my dirty difficult done jimmer's difficult journey and mm -hmm. i i call it difficult knowing he's had more success than most of us will have in a lifetime mm. uh through basketball leads him to paris in 2024 we love this we love the fredette family but we love jimmer we love the local story uh, about a glens falls kid who has played at every level, BYU, when he was the star of an NCAA tournament, he's played professionally in China and other places to name a few. Greece, he's had yeah. a little bit of time in the NBA here and there. Yeah. Uh, and now he's playing, he's been representing his country for a while now, but he will represent the United States in the Olympic Games, which is something that I, I'm not sure it gets any yeah. better than that. Yeah. Like the chance to win a gold medal for the United States of America in Paris in 2024. Good for you, Jimmer. You deserve the opportunity. Three-on-three -three basketball seems to really fit what he does. Mm. Um, he's been really, really good at it, and he's not young anymore. So Ooh, this is hurts. a great... Um, Why well, did make you feel older? Well, he's younger than me. Well, I, he's younger than me, too. <laughs> but yeah, good for Jimmer. Going to Paris, really cool. They Do already qualified. you think I can springboard Jimmer into a credential to Paris to cover the Olympics. I mean, listen, that it's the best. Is it the greatest connection to an Olympian that we've had? Probably. Boy, I hate to do that because I'm not. I know. You're not going to think of everyone. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But it's got to be close. He's one of the most famous. Yeah. And, and in a mainstream, I hate yep, to like, a mainstream, in a mainstream sport. sport. I get it. Sport, it's not right? cross country skiing, it's not speed skating. Um, you know, we had yeah. Cody Baskew and Bob yep. sledding. It's a, obviously a huge winter he, sport, but this is basketball but even, and it's Jimmer. Even prior to becoming an Olympian, he was one of the most popular athletes to ever come out of this area. Yeah. He's one of the best basketball players to ever come out of this area. Yeah. I think you have to think like this is maybe the best chance we have to get a gold medal in a mainstream sort, and it's not mainstream in the way that you think. No, it's three of on three it. basketball yeah. and, and a, on a different looking yep. court. They play half court. Yep. Obviously, it's it's a little weird, uh, but but they're going to flag football. Yeah. So yep. we're we're getting weird, people. Yep. Pickleball yeah, will Olympics, be in the Olympics soon. Listen, finally, softball and baseball are back because we kept pulling those sports out and then getting weird skateboarding and snowboarding events and street dancing or break Ooh. dancing or what. Like they do a trampoline thing too. Thank at some God they're point. back yeah. in baseball yeah. and softball are back too. And lacrosse. 
and lacrosse. So good for Jimmer. Well, that's yeah. that's awesome. It was it was certainly trending in that direction. It's it's now official mm -hmm. that he's uh, going to the Olympics uh, with Team USA. You have any problem with the uh, initial release of the college football playoff rankings here? Ohio State, not Georgia, mm -hmm. uh, number one. Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, all undefeated teams. Right, I was going to say. The you top can't five. Have... Do you have an issue with the top four? Remember, the four, top four are the only ones Once that matter here. Yeah, I, I don't, but only because none of them have been beaten yet. So everyone has a perfect record. Everybody's 8-0, right? Or at least 7-8-0. Uh -huh. um, I just think you're, you're really going to be nitpicking here. And, and you're going to well, nitpick. Well, let me nitpick for a second. You're going to nitpick when you get to the end because there could be four teams who are undefeated or have equal Doesn't records. Washington have the best win of any of these teams on your screen right now? Yeah. They beat Oregon. Ohio State won at Notre Dame. Good win. Notre Dame's not a world beater this year. Um, Georgia, Michigan, Michigan beat Penn State. Okay. Um, they're coming. They're, those, yeah. Yeah. Those, no, I, they'll either come or they won't come. Now, and that's what will affect these rankings. Here's why I don't have a problem with them. Because Ohio State and Michigan are going to play each other. Yep. So one of them will. Yeah. But it just it leaves a sour taste in my mouth with how much we've talked about the Pac-12 Pac being so good this year. Where's the respect from SEC, the committee? SEC, Big Ten, ACC. Where's the respect from the committee, right? So I just would have liked to have seen Washington in the initial release of the rankings. I know they can get there. I know Ohio State and Michigan will cancel each other out mm -hmm. on some level, but it just would have been nice if we had some admission from the committee that the Pac-12 is really good this yeah. year, and we are recognizing it by putting Washington an undefeated team with the best win so far this season out of the teams we're looking at in the top four. Yeah, That would have been nice. I don't disagree. We don't have enough time for the Michigan know, scandal stuff I here. We, we've literally punted on it twice is now, it a big so deal? let me do this. Yeah. Because I want to at least recognize the sure. World Series happening. Yeah. What a postseason it's been. Cattell Marte, 20 straight games with a hit. Adolis Garcia, 22 RBIs. That's a record. In and a he won't play in the final two, three, four games. And the Rangers with 15 consecutive games with a homer. And yet, it is on schedule to be the least watched World Series. Oh, is it really? It, it's literally. The, rank, the Rangers I know, are that bad? I know they said, you know, Sam said they had. Baseball oh. has a problem. You said no, they had a problem. No, it's wrong. still a problem. It is just completely trending down, down, down. I'm not surprised. I know, but I'm. But it's been good. I'm, it's been really good. I'm disappointed. disappointed right. So when your parents say, "I'm not angry with you," I'm just disappointed, and I'm disappointed in the fans for not recognizing this. Have a great weekend, everyone.